Welcome to the Word to the Wise, a podcast series brought to you by Underwriters Laboratories, a leader in global safety sciences. We interview remarkable women who have chosen science and engineering as a career and are dedicated to creating a safer, more secure and sustainable future. Passion and perseverance. So if you have passion for what you do, then you know you can develop the perseverance and you can achieve what you want to do. Those are the two main things I think are very important in life. Our guest today, Dr. Judy Jeevarajan is Vice President Research, Electrochemical Safety Research Institute at Underwriters Laboratories. Prior to that, she spent nearly two decades at NASA Space Center in Houston. A trailblazer, Dr. Judy, by her own admission, worked diligently to create data-driven success stories to establish herself as a much-acclaimed leader in her field. Dr. Judy, thank you for speaking to the Word to the Wise podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Shivraj, and I look forward to speaking to you today. If I were to ask you to go back in time, Dr. Judy, can you recall when it is you first realized that it was science that you wanted to pursue as a calling? I, I think I was always interested in science, you know, as a little kid, even in elementary school and middle school. I was very interested in connecting what I learned with what I saw in the real world. I was more interested uh, because of that in botany and zoology type subjects. But when I went into high school, my marks in chemistry were the highest. So my mother said, you know, why don't you take chemistry in college? And so I did that. And I think that really changed my whole world because I had excellent teachers in uh, chemistry at uh, the college. I studied both undergrad as well as graduate school. And I got so interested in the subject. And my mind was always in the area of research. Uh, you know, I always wanted to have a problem that I could solve and made it look like a story. I just had a passion for research, so I just went into the area of science. And that passion is important, Dr. Judy. But if I were to ask you, what was that turning point that led you to choose a career in this particular area of specialized research with battery safety? Actually, my PhD was in uh, electrochemistry, but in the area of carotenoids. Uh, carotenoids are antioxidants. And so I was uh, looking at the electrochemical reactions and how the radicals that are produced in our body are actually captured by the oxygen that is released from the carotenoids and prevents cancer formation. So I was studying the electrochemistry part of it. But when I finished graduate school, I got a job in a small business company. And my first project was to make room temperature ionic liquid electrolytes for lithium-ion batteries. And that was my first introduction into the field of batteries. And then I spent a year as a postdoc at uh, Texas A&M University, where I was just given a NASA project on lithium-ion batteries. And you know, a no direction was given. I was just told to study them. So I started calling different uh, cell manufacturers and, you know, I was uh, very fortunate that every one of them actually provided me with cells. These were really early, you know, in the start, or I would say optimization and commercialization of uh, lithium-ion cells. And so, you know, I got cells from Sony, Sanyo, Panasonic, uh, Saft, and so on. 
I really don't know how they gave it to me because I was so fresh, but they did. And, you know, I started uh, studying them. I started, uh, you know, cycling them, uh, looking at the electrodes and, uh, you know, really got into it. I also started making my own electrodes in the lab, tried to set up a glove box. It was very interesting. You know, I was, uh, I got into that independent mode of research uh, in graduate school because that was what was expected from me, uh, from my graduate advisor. And so uh, this was, you know, uh, very interesting for me that they let me uh, lead my own way. So that is how I got introduced to batteries. And then we moved to Houston. My husband first got the job as a NASA contractor. And when we moved to Houston, I was looking for something too. And fortunately, again, they said, oh, we need someone who has uh, something, some knowledge about lithium-ion batteries. And, you know, I had the job within like over a weekend or so. <laughs> and so I believe strongly in also I'm a very strong uh, religious person. And so I feel, you know, God always has a plan. And if you just do your own part, <laughs> then things fall in place. And coming back to now, why is this area so important to you? Do you feel you can contribute perhaps more to grow its potential? Yes, so if you look at how technology has advanced in the past, I would say a couple of decades, even if you take the past couple of decades and look at just the last decade, it has uh, grown in leaps and bounds. And so, you know, when you look at that type of technology and the need for energy and power to power all those new technologies, then you, you can uh, understand why we need a lot more of portable power. And we also have the larger systems like the stationary uh, energy storage systems that are really not easily portable. But on the whole, even with all of these, our awareness is actually helping us to get into this field. Like our awareness for our environment, you know, is helping us understand that we want to have less pollution. We want to have a healthier environments and also save our resources for the younger generations. So given all of that, I think working in the area of batteries or in general, energy storage is very important. So I think, you know, from our point of view, since we have so much experience in, you know, looking at what goes around us and being able to detect that there might be an issue with a certain type of design or a certain type of environment really, you know, adds a lot of value. The other thing I think that people really feel that our contribution is very important is in our thought process. We are very structured in how we do our research. There is a certain flow on how we do it, that uh, the way we do our work is very organized and very well done. And uh, our results you know, speak for it, as you uh, probably know, share our knowledge through conferences, writing journal articles and so on. So we don't just do the work, but we also share that knowledge in a manner that is, you know, easy for others to grasp also. And that is why I think our work is uh, very important. So clearly, Dr. Judy, you've taken on a thought leadership role. You're contributing to industries at large. But did you personally have any particular role models by pursuing this career path? Or was it purely circumstance? I did have a lot of respect for uh, women in leadership positions, and I always admired, you know, the strength that they had because it is perseverance and commitment and passion that, you know, brings them to those positions because of our society and the whole world, you know, has that kind of an attitude where 
people expect women to have a certain role in in the world i wouldn't say i had a role model i think it's just probably in my genes <laughs> my my mom my grandmother they were all very hard workers and they were very you know family oriented too so they knew how to balance between work and, and career i myself were you know brought up in a very protected environment and was very timid so i never expected myself to grow in this manner now looking back at your career especially at nasa what would you say posed the biggest challenge to your establishing your credentials as a woman scientist to be reckoned with oh that that was a real challenge for me because there were two disadvantages for me i i won't say disadvantages of two points that you know was against me one was being a woman the other one was being a woman of color so you know you are fighting against people who have a better you know they've been brought up here grown and brought up here they know how to talk mm. you know all you're depending on is your expertise and you know your knowledge your of course by the time i was able to express myself really well uh, with the data i had but i had to work very very hard and i also you know did not grow up in the ladder because of uh, you know these limitations but in general if you look at my expertise they they were well recognized because of the nature of my work and the fact that i always took data and i explained it to people and i made them understand why we needed to be concerned about certain things so at the higher levels i had a lot of respect and that is what really kept me going because i was working with so many different types of people every day the problems were different every day and i was helping people every day just all all kinds of people so it was very uh, interesting for me to be doing that and also you know at the end of the day i had the responsibility of approving all uh, batteries for human rated space flight and so i took that responsibility also very seriously and uh, people did recognize that some people didn't like me for it but <laughs> uh, you know uh, people did recognize that i had the capability With the benefit of hindsight though Dr Judy what do you think you actually gained by standing your ground because you talk about how you take real data and make sure it's so irrefutable that no one can doubt your expertise so what what do you think you actually gained by standing your ground so safety right when you think about what i was doing this was batteries being flown in space for a human rated environment and it's a confined environment so when we were there uh, today is a little different but when we were there you know we had the policy of zero tolerance to fire and i took it very seriously because you you kind of actually you know know these crew members and even if you don't you know you realize these are humans you know just like you and and losing anyone is a huge tragedy we all felt it because we were there during the columbia days and uh, the crew was uh, you know mm. uh, with the accident it was very heartbreaking my goal was to make sure that we never took any shortcuts and so you know there were times when i had to actually do on my own funding do testing for projects that did not do the work they were supposed to do mm. and we would actually uh, keep the technicians around the clock to get that work done before the batteries were flown so i wanted to be sure that that i did not lose sleep on this and uh, that is what i think was important for me to show that you know things can happen that we could prevent that by you could reduce the risk that's why i was uh, very passionate about making sure that you know we were safe and 
that I actually had data to show to people that this is what happens if you don't have this this safety precaution or control. And clearly you you went the extra mile and you went above and beyond, Dr. Judy. So how did that make you feel when you were doing all this to make sure that the larger picture, the bigger picture, the mission was the one in sight? Yeah, it really makes you feel good, right? You know, when I was getting ready to leave, there were many people, including the program manager for the International Space Station, who called me up personally and they were very upset that I was leaving. You know, the words he said was, what is she going to do without you? And the she was space station. Wow. So you really, you know, feel good when, of course, I knew he always respected me because, you know, we had a very good, you know, anytime I typically never had to go there, but then there were times when there were really big controversies. And so I would need to be at the meeting personally. And so, you know, I've talked to him a few times and And so he knew where I came from and he also knew that I had a good balance. So that made me feel good that people, you know, respected me and had the trust in me and so on. So looking back, even that, I would say because of that trust and that respect, that was why I kept going, even though there were other pressures that were quite discouraging. Now, there is a tendency among some women to believe they can't have it all, a career in science and a great personal life. Where do you think this comes from and do you believe it is changing? I think everyone's life is very different. Every family is very different. And so what I will say is, uh, I mean, I mean, I've tried to advise some people, but I really think it's up to them to find a balance. So I'll just give you an example of my own you know, family life. I have three kids and I had my first one when I was doing my master's, my second and third when I was doing my PhD. So I worked very hard. Eight hours a day was my time in the lab. Of course, I had to study after that, after cooking and cleaning. And of course, my husband helped me a little bit by at least watching the children while I was cooking and cleaning. But but then it was a struggle. But then that also made me accelerate, you know, what I had to do. And I finished my graduate school or PhD in three and a half years. But Going into the job situation, you know, kids were in school. My husband would never take off from work. And, you know, slowly I started traveling as they got older to go to conferences mainly. And uh, the only condition my husband put was, he said, when they have exams, you need to be at home. (laughs) So that was the only thing he said. And, you know, later as I got into high school, I was able to do more, go to review meetings and conferences and so on. And then my travel, of course, started to get more intense. But family always came first for me. So I think it's up to everyone to find a balance that will work for them. And also, you know, be happy about what the decisions you make. There should not be any looking back and saying, oh, I wish it it wasn't like that or I wish I had done it this way. I think everything happens for a reason. And if you can work as a family and find a balance for yourself, that would be the best thing that can happen. And, you know, in the past, there were many more trade-offs that women had to make and you've alluded to your personal life and kind of the balance you brought about. Do you think it's changing looking around you? Are the women that you interact with or meet? 
A little bit. Like I said, you know, sometimes I see certain women, especially from Indian origin, who think that to have a career is to be by themselves in whatever part of the world they want to be, you know, and uh, leaving the family behind and, and doing things like that. And I don't know their circumstances, but I really feel that, you know, the the best part of your life is that every time on your life has a purpose, right? So I feel like they are losing a big part of their lives when they do that. I sometimes try to tell them, you know, why don't you find something where you can have a balance? I think the younger generation is quite different. But if you look at my generation, people, uh, women are still struggling with finding a balance between work and home because they don't get too much of a support at home. But with the younger generation, I see more of sharing of responsibilities and more of discussions between, you know, husband and wife and more understanding. And so I think there's a positive thing. Now, coming back to your work, Dr. Judy, what has been the most fulfilling part of your work? The most fulfilling part, I think, is the mentoring part. So what I learned, I like to, you know, share it. I've been very fortunate to work with graduate students from different universities. The fact that I have some knowledge that I can share has been giving me a lot of satisfaction because not everyone, you know, can learn everything from a book. You have to have the practical knowledge and and everyone does not get the hands-on experience that I've been able to get. So uh, mentoring students with, uh, you know, all the information that I have really has been very fulfilling for me. And that brings me to our final question, which is, of course, linked to what you just said. For those young women listening to this conversation, what is the one piece of advice you would give them? This is something that I tell a lot of students. There are two things that I would say, you know, that it will be good for them to follow, which is passion and perseverance. So if you have passion for what you do, then, you know, you can develop the perseverance and you can achieve what you want to do. Those are the two main things I think are very important in life. I have had several people, especially, you know, young uh, children ask me, how do I get to work at NASA? Do I need to be an aerospace engineer? Do I need to, you know, learn about rockets and so on? And I tell them, you know, NASA needs everyone uh, from a photographer who can take really good pictures to someone, you know, who can actually make that rocket go into outer space. So there's a whole, you know, hundreds of different fields between that and this. You should be able to put in that, you know, commitment, have that commitment and perseverance to put in all the work that is required to reach that goal by, if that goal is to, you know, work at NASA. You know, whatever you like, develop a passion for it and also persevere to do the best in that area. Passion and perseverance. Dr. Judy, thank you ever so much for speaking to the Word to the Wise podcast. Thank you, Shivraj. You were listening to the Word to the Wise interview with Dr. Judy Jeevarajan. In our next episode, we meet Dr. Kiran Mazumdar Shaw, the founder of biopharma company Biocon. Don't miss that one. Through Word to the Wise, we will continue to build on our legacy, driving transformative change in pursuit of a safer and more resilient society by inspiring more young women to envision a career in the field of STEM. Remember, you too can nominate more remarkable women to be part of the show. 
or just send in your questions for future guests on the Word to the Wise podcast. All you have to do is visit us on saferindiatoday.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Safer India Today. Don't forget to subscribe and like us on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening.